grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. God among us, we gather in the name of your Son to learn love for one another. Keep our feet from evil paths, turn our minds to your wisdom, and our hearts to the grace revealed in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. reading from Jeremiah. My joy is gone. Grief is upon me. My heart is sick. Hark, the cry of my poor people from far and wide in the land. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is Zion's sovereign gone? Why have they provoked me to anger with their images, with their foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the hurt of my poor people, I am hurt. I mourn, and dismay has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has the health of my poor people not been restored? Oh, that my head were a spring of water, and my eyes a fountain of tears, so that I may weep day and night for the slain of my poor people. Word of God, word of life.
1 Timothy. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for rulers and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and humankind, Jesus Christ, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For this I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Word of God, word of life. said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought against him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do, so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. And he said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, And how much do you owe? And he replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. 
So the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal home. Whoever is faithful in very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is not your own, who is what your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Southern region in Judea 
they were the richer people, and the people who lived in the north, the Galilean area, were the poor people, the farmers. And so the people in the south offered, who were um, people of the same culture and language as the people in the north, they offered the people, the farmers, they said, hey, we'll let you live on your, we'll pay your taxes for you, you can still live on your land, and you can still farm your land, but we're going to help you um, pay your taxes. And so they said, we'll own your land, we'll keep the deed to your land, and we'll pay your taxes. And so they had this system worked out so that the richer people owned the land, the poorer people farmed the land, and then they paid their taxes to the Roman Empire. And this worked out okay, but eventually the poorer people got tired of giving a portion of their income to the richer people. And uh, but what happened is that the, these guys down here didn't like going up north because these people up here didn't like didn't like interacting with them. So they hired mill managers, stewards, to go up north and collect their goods. See how that works? Brian McLaren explains it a lot better. I encourage you to go watch the video. <laughs> anyway, the rich owners sent middle-level managers to collect the product. And the manager was caught in the middle. And once he wasn't getting a big enough return on the rich guy's investment, he was expendable. The middle manager was caught within a flawed system where the rich man's profits were the main concern. He was expendable to the rich guy in an economic pyramid of power and privilege. And then in a bold and fascinating move of self-preservation, the middle manager in today's story works within the system to cut deals with the rich man's debtors. He sets up honor for himself so that he'll have some friends later when he's dismissed. And then in the process, he provides honor for his boss, too, because the farmers are finally cut some slack. And surprisingly, the middle guy is commended for acting so shrewdly, wisely. His shrewdness or street smarts or creativity when caught between a rock and a hard place in a system that was unjust for everyone, ended up helping not only himself, but also the poor farmers who were being crippled by an unjust system. Jesus teaches us through the middle manager that instead of using dishonest means to exploit others, we are to act shrewdly, wisely, to build relationships. And this is how the kingdom of God works. It overturns hierarchies. It shatters old rules of power and position. It creates new relationships that last forever. So remember in the beginning when I asked if anybody here was a middle manager? So in some ways, we all are. We are tasked with the responsibility to act shrewdly in God's kingdom. We are to calculate the cost the risks, the options, like the middle manager did, working within a flawed system so that all will find honor, everyone will have hope, and we all will live a more just life. And it's not always about money. Sure, this parable is, and it's important that we talk about money, our relationship to it, how we use it, how we share it, how we worship it, but this parable and Jesus' interpretation of it 
showed the disciples who knew that Roman system of oppression well how to turn it on its head and make everything different in the economy of God's world. Whoever has been faithful in a little has been faithful in much, Jesus says. We are to care for what has been entrusted to us. We must care for the most vulnerable among us now. And the erroneous belief that wealth and worldly success will cure what ails us needs to come to an end. This parable gives us a wake-up call to examine our role in the oppressive system. Now I've been learning over time that I certainly have not been faithful in much, especially when it comes to my own racism. Now that's a big jump, I know, but hear me out, okay? We have let the empire lull us into complacency and inaction for far too long. The church has been silent for far too long. But now, the church, our church, the ELCA, Holy Trinity, we are taking some bold steps, shrewd steps, to recognize and rise up against a flawed system of racism that fuels poverty, that fuels a lack of education and poor physical and mental health care, housing insecurity, food deserts, and so much more. And next weekend, we will continue begin we'll begin a new initiative and continue our work in anti-racism, and we will help discern and enact a plan for our future that we can begin again the hard work of living fully into God's kingdom. And I invite everyone here today to join us next weekend so that we can have a full house so that all of us together can be part of that work and not just a small group of people who are working for anti-racism, but our whole church together in that work. The list of what we middle managers have not been faithful to is far too long. But that does not mean there isn't a movement for change. Millions, maybe even some of you here today, left work and school early on Friday to march against climate change. Led by a little tiny middle manager, Greta Thunberg, and other people around the world. We must be lulled out of our complacency and act now for the healing of the earth because it is the people on the margins who suffer the most from increasing floods in some areas and droughts and failed crops in others. So let us imagine Jesus talking to us today about the system or empire that oppress us and those around us how can we middle managers act shrewdly today to give honor to the earth? To challenge a system that works against our black and brown siblings. To welcome the strangers standing at our border. People who have risked everything out of their own desperation for a better life. This parable of the middle manager reminds us that the greedy pursuit of wealth creates far more problems than it solves. 
separates us from the love that will not let us go. We are all in desperate need of hope and healing and of being remembered and reconnected to the God who cradles the earth with tenderness and loves us with a love that is stronger than death. Here in this place, at this font, and at this table, we have the chance week after week to recommit our lives to middle management service. Will you recommit today with me to be a middle manager?
sustained and nurtured by our gracious God. We gather as one to pray for the church, the world, and all of God's creation. Faithful God, refresh your church as it gathers around the word, gifts of word, water, bread, and wine. Hear us, O God. Creating God, protect animals in the midst of seasonal migrations, whether by water, through the air, or over land. Hear us, O God. Wise God. Break down systems of racism and other forms of oppression. Guide the Holy Trinity and Metropolitan Chicago Synod's anti-racism teams as we prepare to partner together in the work of anti-racism in our congregation. Hear us, O God. Healing God. Make yourself known among people in distress. Bring wholeness to all who suffer with illness, hopelessness, and fear, especially Leon, and those we name now, either aloud or in our hearts. Hear us, O God. Mothering God, you give us life. Strengthen families of all varieties, and guide all who experience loneliness and isolation to communities of safety, comfort, and care. Hear us, O God. Eternal God, you hold us close even in death. We thank you for Blessed Mary and all your holy ones. May we follow them with lives of gratitude and generosity. Hear us, O God. Into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. very warm welcome to you on this beautiful summer to autumn day as the autumnal equinox is tomorrow. We are glad that you are here, whether this is your first time or whether you come often. However you're feeling about organized religion or church, you are welcome here. Whether you are carrying anxiety and depression for yourself or those you love, or whether your heart is skipping this day, whatever the color of your skin, who you love or marry, um, how you vote and see the world, here we are united in God's love and mercy. Following worship, there will be a period of uh, some coffee available here, and then we hope that you will join us at several things going on. The choir will rehearse in the choir room. Sunday school kids are invited to go right upstairs or to their room for Sunday school. And upstairs in St. Mark room through this exit door 
um, and up the stairs will be a session that I will lead on some of my recent trips uh, to the Balkans and iconography and some of the new discoveries I have made. If you are new to our community, there are yellow slips in the pew rack and we invite you to place them in the offering basket on your way to communion. We are in need of people to bring treats for our coffee, coffee hospitality. The sheet is rather empty, so if you're able to do that, please sign on the table. If you'll turn with me to page 12, you'll note what I talked about for today. And then on page 13, uh, Pastor Sevig mentioned our anti-racism initiative kickoff. So I realize, I realize that many of us are very busy and sometimes it's only an hour a week that we can spare for our community here. But we are asking you as your leaders that next week you do a double header to come for worship at 9.30 and to stay for this forum from 10.45 to 11.30. So please take these words of your leaders and your pastors very seriously to join us for a double header next week. On page um, 13 at the bottom, you'll also note that tomorrow we're doing something new here, a centering prayer experience at 6.10. If that's something you are already familiar with or you'd like to learn more about that practice of Christian centering and meditation, please join us right here in the church at 6.10. There are other announcements on page 14, but at the bottom, please remember, two weeks from today, not only do we bring animals and pets, but our time changes to 9 and 11, two weeks from today. Page 15, whoa, bring back the light, bring back the color, bring back the window. Thank you for your generosity, the capital campaign, our window is in the shop doing some very important uh, repairs, and we will welcome it back on Sunday, October 27th to support a gap in our budget, as many um, organizations have. This will be supporting our ministries of music and service and education and HT Loop and the building. So we hope that you can join us and you'll hear more about a fun puzzle activity connected to that window in the future one of our former seminarians donated this icon of the Holy Family and their, um, their uh, journey into Egypt. And many um, hymn writers and preachers and others in recent years have reminded us that Jesus indeed was a refugee. And so this icon is from Egypt where Kirsten Fryer served as a missionary. You can actually see some pyramids there, and as you come to communion or after worship, you can gather closer and see this icon. Following this blessing, we will sing a hymn in the bulletin um, called When Jesus Was a Refugee, an important reminder that connects so well with our mission and the sermon we heard today. Please stand. The Lord be with you. O God of all peoples of the earth, we remember the Holy Family as they left their homeland and fled to Egypt as refugees. Bless all who look upon this icon. Fill us with compassion for migrants, refugees, and all who seek a safe homeland. Open our hearts to strangers among us. Make this sanctuary a place of hospitality, that we may welcome Christ in the least of our siblings. Praise to you, blessed and holy trinity, 
now and forever. Amen. our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you almighty and merciful God through our Savior Jesus Christ who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life and so with all the choirs of angels with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven we praise your name and join their unending
Blessed are you, O God of the universe. Your mercy is everlasting. Your faithfulness endures from age to age. We praise you for creating this world of wonder, for calling your people Israel to be a light to the nations, and for coming among, among us in your beloved Son, Jesus. With open arms, he healed the sick, welcomed the outcast, and gave himself for the life of the world. Blessed be God forever. Blessed be God forever. In the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Remembering, therefore, his teaching, preaching, and healing, and his life giving death and resurrection. We await his coming again to share with us the everlasting feast. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and wine and on your holy people gathered around this table. Nourish us to be the body of Christ for the world that the hungry may be fed and the poor lifted up. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. To you be honor and praise, blessed and holy trinity, now and forever. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. With trust in God who nourishes and sustains us, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Come and eat the bread of life. All who are thirsty, come and drink the cup of salvation.
for quenching our thirst with the cup of blessing. As you have filled us with your love and hope, may we be signs of your grace for all who hunger and thirst for good news. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy eternal majesty, holy incarnate word, holy abiding spirit, bless you now and forever. the Lord. 